Hello and welcome back to the Fint Nation UK podcast. I am, as ever, your host, Andy Davis. Now, new setting for this podcast. I'm not in my usual surroundings. I'm in an Airbnb in London, ahead of the London game. So if my sound isn't the best, I do apologise in advance. And once again, huge thank you to Jess Granger for the theme tune to this podcast and our number one, Wayne Collard, for the podcast graphic. Now, Apologies for the missed content, the review of the Bills game. It was just an awful lot of stress in terms of being way too busy with different things going on. Basically, I didn't have the time, basically, to put a long story short. So, this week is going to be an episode mainly previewing Giants game, but a little bit of talk about the Bills game as well, just a little bit of a review whilst we're on the matter. But yeah, let's get started. So, if you haven't just realised... It's just me this week. Uh, tried to find guests, but due to availability and et cetera, et cetera, just couldn't quite get a, a guest in. But you've got me, the pleasure of just myself, so I'm not sure whether that's a good thing or bad thing, but you'll, I'm sure you'll find out in the next 20, 30, 40 minutes. Uh, but yeah, huge game this weekend. Of course, the Dolphins did lose 48 points to 20 in our last game. Our first loss of the season after an encouraging 3-0 start. Just like last season, we fall to our first loss in week four, which of course was against a division rival in the Buffalo Bills who look who looked oh so good. Um quick touch on the game. Um I can't really have too many complaints. I mean, the offense did start well but ultimately fell off, and you could you could maybe have a complaint about that. But at the same time, you know, you've got to look at the the positives that we did have a great start, you know, a, a chain scored, you know, a couple of touchdowns and it, he, he looks good. He looks like a genuine, genuine prospect. And that's something we really have to be excited about. But at the same time, you'd like to have seen the offense perform well the entire, the entire game. I think there's definitely a, a concern on that point of view, but the fact that, you know, we did ultimately get outplayed. And I think that's the well, one thing you can take a lot more solace in that rather than, you know, look at uh, some losses you have as a team, whether it's any sport where, you know, you you lose by a point or maybe you lose by a controversial decision. And as Liverpool fans, and I know there's a lot of Liverpool fans in Fins Nation, um, you know, it's not nice to lose by a controversial decision. So at least you sort of would rather lose, I always say I'd rather lose by being humiliated and being outplayed than lose by a what-if. and sort of, There's no what-if, basically, if... With this loss, you know, I think the Bills team, I think generally, this is their best team. I think, I know I know there's a loss to Javius White, you know, no one knows whether Von Miller's going to be back and back to his old best. So there's always that worrying side of things and the Bills do have history in recent years of choking when it matters. But I've got to say the offence as well, the defence looks somehow better. Now, this may change with Javius White out, but the offence looks amazing. And I think the offence looks by far the most balanced it's ever been, you know, for years and years, has been Josh Allen. Don't get it wrong, still Josh Allen. He completely runs this offense of the Bills, but at the same time, they're using the run game a lot more cleverly, a lot more effectively. I mean, Josh Allen's really using his leg, using his legs far less than we've seen before, uh, and that's because they're using James Cook, they're using the Tavis Murray, and they're they're being more sensible. I think that I've been a big critic of Sean McDermott in the fact that I don't think he's the best. Big game coach, I think he's a great coach for a regular season, but I've yet to see him doing thing in a, in a big game when it really matters in the playoffs. But I think he's learned, and I think he's learned from, especially last year, because last year was probably their most humiliating loss in a few years. I mean, the Chiefs game was, you know, 
gutting and a freak result. And, you know, the year before that, it was a loss in the AC Championship game. And, you know, that, they outplayed then. But I think the Bengals' loss is really, I think it's really taught with them some lessons. And I think he's definitely learned from all of this. So I think you've got to give credit to, credit, credit to the Bills. I think that they, they, they just basically blew us off the park. And I think there were... You know, a few things that I want to discuss and mainly about why the hell did Manana go for two points in that situation? Because obviously if it worked, if it worked out, great, you've got two points, but it would have made no difference if you got one point or two point. But going for the two points and missing meant we had to then get another score on top. I just felt like McDaniel, it's great he's improved since year one and definitely, he's definitely learned to run the ball more, which is my biggest critic of him in year one. That showed me there's still some coaching deficiencies there with McDaniel and I think that I'm I'm fully behind him and I'm fully expecting him to change that like he did with the run game. But at the same time, we have to really you know, be honest. I think he made some bad coaching decisions. And I think whether it was him, whether it was Vic Fangio on defence, but I think the biggest one, the decision to put Kei Kohu one-on-one with Stefan Diggs, um, I thought was was absolutely crazy. Now, I know there's way more senior members of staff that he, he could put on corner than him. He's a young guy. Of the great story last year he came in, but last year there were plenty of games where he got burnt, you know, one-on-one coverage. And this is the same again. I think he, you know, he does seem to struggle in one-on-one coverage. And I think that it's a worry because um, it was not a great performance, and, but not a great decision. I, I think common sense, for such an experienced defensive coordinator like Rick Fangio, he should know you don't put a young, inexperienced cornerback against one of the best in the league. And frankly, that was really... I think he got three touchdowns. That was the story of the game. You know, Stefan Diggs just completely just, and Josh Allen obviously throwing the ball, completely just, you know, just completely dominated that, that sort of, that matchup and that, and that sort of, that meeting between the two. And I think that's a, a real shame because Kedigo, who, that's not going to do his confidence any good. But at the same time, on the other side, he'll learn from this. And I think that's a really positive thing to look into that, He'll know now, he'll learn, he'll make improvements, he'll learn from this and hopefully, you know, it's a good thing moving forward. Now, of course, we may have lost, but I think we have to be all round just happy with the start we've made to the season. Now, we may have lost our first game, but we won our first three and, you know, the last game particularly was obviously one that we all love talking about, the Broncos game, you know, 50 point difference, you know, that was a historic win and... I think week before we've shown character. I think that we won games, both two close games, but both through low scoring games, through big high scoring games. So we've had our first two games. The first game against the Chargers was a battle of offense. Basically, neither defense showed up. It's all about which offense could get through and jump over the final hurdle and get that win. And that's what we did. Week two, the Patriots, much more low-scoring game. And whilst we were, you know, miles ahead at halftime, we let them back into the game. It was a close, tight, defensive affair. We overcame that on that side of the ball. So I think, you know, we have to be all around positive. I mean, to be three and one after four games, we all would have taken that before the season started. Now, a lot of people, not me, but had those lose to the Broncos because of Sean Payton before the season started. Um... And some people had us, you know, losing to the Chargers week one. So I think B3-1, to only lose one game after four games, especially considering, you know, how bad the Jets have been, albeit not through their own fault, you know, how bad the Patriots have been. I think the AFC East is really a two-way battle. But the AFC, the Broncos haven't turned up, you know, looking at the AFC North, the Bengals don't look right, 
even though I still back them to do well come week 17, 18, being in, involved, probably as a wildcard team, you know, the Browns have been inconsistent. You know, they were a team that a lot of people thought would be a wildcard contending team. And, you know, the Ravens are 3-1, but, you know, they've been good. But the Steelers have been rubbish and they were a team as a playoff team. You know, looking at the AFC South, everyone thought it would be a one-team division. And so far, you know, that division is quite good. But I'd back us to be any of those teams. And then AFC West, the Chargers haven't have been in and, in and out uh, inconsistent. The Raiders, we all knew were bad. I mentioned the Broncos. So I think, not just for our start, but I think the overall AFC start, I think there's a lot to be positive about. And I think we look more likely, I think, to get playoffs after week four this year than we were last year. I think last year there were a lot more better teams in that division. And there was still, obviously, the two, I think, came in week four. So, yeah, I think overall... Despite the loss, I think a lot to be positive about and a lot to go, look forward to going into week five, which is going to be, as mentioned at the start of the episode, against the New York Giants. Now, on paper, this should be an easy win, you would think. The Giants have lost 40 to nothing. They really should have lost by should have lost to the Cardinals. I was there for that game and they should have most teams would have put them away. They're just lucky that it was the Cardinals that they came up against that couldn't quite put them away. But they they should be 0-4. They should be 0-4. They're 1-3. Of course, they lost to the Niners. A game I was again there for. Um, but only there for like half of it. You know, they were terrible in that game. And they were really, really bad against... I literally forgot who they played last weekend. But they were so bad in that game as well. Seahawks. That was it. Seahawks. Um, yeah. The Giants aren't good. The Giants aren't good. And, you know, we've beaten the Patriots, Chargers and Broncos. I would back all three of those teams to beat the Giants in current form. But that is the key, current form. NFL, such a short season, every game matters. Everything changes from week to week, not just from you know NFL media who constantly have a different Super Bowl winner every week, but it goes down to teams at the bottom. Now, the Bears completely destroyed the commander score-wise um, last night, while well, recording on a Friday, around about 5 to five to 6 in the evening. But last night, or this morning for us UK fans, you know, the Bears who have been way worse than the Commanders this year before this game, were a much better team. So the Giants, you know, they've got a good coach in Brian Dayball. I think that we have to be wary of that. I think we have to be cautious of that because I think it's not as simple as, oh, they, they've lost all but one of their games and they've looked terrible and we've been good. But these games are all in the past. It doesn't matter. Week on week is so different. That's why you see so many people, not just in the NFL, but in general sports, they go about a week-to-week basis and they're not going too far ahead of themselves. And I think that's what some people were doing. Um, pe- people crowning a Super Bowl champion already. People crowning two a Hall of Famer, MVP, etc., etc. I think we need to rein down a little bit on that because it's so early on in the season. But I think, you know, on paper, we should win this, you know. The run game has been brilliant and, you know, uh, the run game excelled for the Seahawks against the Giants. I think they really struggled against the likes of Kenneth Walker. So I think we've got positive look at that I think you know you put Raheem Mostert um, or AK or even both like against the Broncos put both of them up against this Giants defense I think we'll have a great time in the run in the run game in that battle I think passing wise I think the Giants have not been great and I think that you know Tyree Kill and hopefully if he's fit Jalen Waddle are going to give him a clinic and you know within the last few hours we've signed Chase Claypool uh, well I don't think he's going to be too great for us. I think that, you know, add him to a room with, you know, Chosen Anderson, you know, with, with especially with, you know, Craycraft and um, I forget the other guy who's on injury, injury reserve, but them two on injury reserve, you know, it's, um, there's, there's some injuries going on in that position. So we need to 
try and get additions. I think Chase Cooper will offer that, even if it's a short-term fix. I think, you know, we still have that option to bring him in and he can do some sort of job. I know he showed in his first, you know, what was it? His first, I don't know, was it his first half a season where the Pittsburgh Steelers, where he looked like a, you know, generational player and, you know, one of the best ever undrafted stories, you know, Canadian player and all that, but it hasn't worked out since. But you never know, you never know. He could have resurrected his career in Miami, you never know. And I think that for only a sixth round pick, I think it's absolutely a risk free deal. But the only thing I do worry about is the locker room impact. And I know we've got a lot of people with, you know, with, with big mouths. You know, Tyree Kill certainly not shy of his opinion. And, and obviously, um, he's not played yet, but Jalen Ramsey is one like that as well. But yeah, that's the only worry. But, you know, there's plenty of egos in this locker room. So I don't think it'll be, that'd be too much of an impact. Now, where are they going to hurt us? If I'm, if I'm honest right now, I don't know where they're going to hurt us because Daniel Jones is playing probably his worst, worst football in years, but he has these moments where he uses his legs and he makes these big gains and that could be something that could potentially trouble us. You know, I think that's something that we have to be wary of. Saquon Barkley hasn't been great yet, but he's such a good player, he can easily pop off any minute and... You know, and and progress and, you know, have have his game, the best game of the year so far. So um, I think, I think it's a run game. Players use their legs where I think we could have our most problems. Um, I think, yeah, I think Daniel Jones, the uncertainty whether he's going to throw it or run with it, I think that could be a problem for us. Um, Again, uh, I I think Dan Waller is a good tight end. I think that he hasn't had the targets really. So if they can change that, I can see that being a problem. Um, and I think that, you know, whilst their receiving room, you know, isn't exactly, you know, one to scream home about, I think that someone like Darius Slayton could cause problems to Cade Kohu. But I think Cade Kohu has only really, from memory, struggled against good wide receivers, like really good wide receivers. And I don't think any wide receiver in that Giants room is that. And that's why I'm really confident of a win. I'm really confident of a win. Then again, I was really confident last week to get the win and look what happened. But the Giants are not the Bills, let's put it that way. Um, they're struggling and we've got to make the most. We've got to bounce back from this loss with a win. I think we've got the perfect team to do it against. They're a team out of form. And I think I think we really have to be positive about it. We really have to be positive about it. And, you know, of course, it's on Sky Sports. For anyone who is listening in the UK, it's obviously you're going to be, you know, having that on. Obviously, Game Pass will be available, but, you know, Six o'clock. And if you're watching, if you're going to the London game between the Bills and the uh, Jaguars, then there'll be plenty of bars to watch it on. I'll be there. You know, I'll be at the game and I'll be looking to, you know, go to the bar after the game. I got a friend who's a Giants fan who was going to be going to the game with originally before I got this press pass sorted. So, you know, I'm going to be meeting up with him and his friend. Um, and yeah, we're going to hopefully find a sports bar. So if you know, if you're in London, hopefully we can you can we can bump into each other. But this game. It's on nice and early. Hopefully it doesn't ruin our weekends too much. I really hope not. Um, and yeah, otherwise than that, I think that um, that really is where we end it here. I mean, it's been a shorter episode than normal. Um, so I apologise for the lack of longer content. But it's always harder when you've got one person to make it as long as what it could be with two or three people. Um, but yeah, hopefully hopefully you've been enjoying the content so far. Hopefully hopefully you've been, you've been enjoying our... Our reviews, our previews to games, and looking ahead to um, the action. I really hope you have. Um, in the meantime, this has been the Fins Nation UK podcast. I've been your host, Andy Davis, 
and we will see you guys for our next episode. <laughs>